0: hey jesus people welcome to episode two of keto in christ i am your host andrea curry and i am very excited to be here again with you guys tonight um before we get into our topic let's just open in a word of prayer and commit this time before the lord father god i just thank you for this podcast i thank you for the person that's listening on the other side lord i pray father god whatever they're coming here with today lord and whatever they're going through, that they would find their strength and their peace in you, that you would just speak to their hearts and their minds, Lord God, not only through this podcast, but through your word, Lord, and throughout the week, Lord, that they would depend on you, Lord, to be their sustenance and to be their guide, Lord. Um, So we just dedicate this time unto you, Lord God. This is your podcast. Do with it as you will, Lord. I am your vessel. Use me um, to proclaim your word and to proclaim your truth. I just thank you again for this opportunity. And I ask you to be here with us, Lord, um, in the power of Jesus's name and through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So, um, you know, I had a whole script planned for what episode two would be about. And right before I started taping, the Lord was like, nope, we're going in a different direction. So (laughs) um, here I am with no plans. Um, just me and the Lord and his word and so I want to share a story with you guys and then we'll get into talking about it a little bit. It comes from 1 Kings um, chapter 17 verses 8 through 17 and it's a story about um, the prophet Elijah and during this time um, he has stopped the rains um, as he as commanded by the Lord and Israel is now in a time of famine and God is Sending him on his way to the different areas that he's calling him to. And he calls him to the city uh, or the village of Zarephath to meet with this widow. And it says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and asked her, Would you please bring a little water in a cup? As she was going to to go get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't even have a single piece of bread in my house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. I mean talk about a desperate situation. Um, but Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid, go ahead and do what just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says There will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. And you know, the first time I read that story, I was just blown away. First of all, just what an amazing God we have. I mean, you know, we've seen Him, you know, do miracles through Jesus and feeding the four thousand and feeding the five thousand. Um, and then now here's this widow with just this little bit of flour left. And God takes her obedience and she use he uses it to um, bless her and her family in abundance and provide for them throughout this whole entire famine, as well as provide for Elijah. Um, And I just think there's a lot there to unpack when it comes to our own lives and how when we give God the little bit that we have left, how he can do amazing things with that. You know, I shared a little bit about my testimony um, last time, and I want to go a little bit deeper into that now. You know, I was not in the best state or the best um, position when I came to Christ. You know, I was living in an abusive household. um, And this is, you know, I'm 18 years old. I got saved, and I am just excited to run after the things of God. Um, But at the same time, I have this knowledge and I know that I am living in this unsafe situation. And I didn't know at that time how God was going to bring everything together, how he was going to change my position that I was in at that time. But I knew that I wanted God to use me. I knew that I wanted to be his hands and feet. He had done something miraculous in my heart and in my life when I gave myself to him. And I knew that I wanted to take um, what little I had and commit it onto God. And so I, right away, right after I got saved, I got saved May 11, 2007, um, and July of that same year, I went on my first missions trip. And, you know, uh, the funny thing about that is like I still I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't even bring a Bible with me. Um, that's how new I was to Jesus. I didn't even realize that you need a Bible to go and share the gospel. Um, <laughs> luckily, the campus where I was staying had a bookstore. So I, I went in and I bought myself this little ESV. And I was sitting down to have my first ever quiet time. And the people were describing like what a quiet time meant, because I had never done that before. I didn't know what, you know, it meant to sit before the Lord and to pray and go through his word and study his word. Um, I was just like, Jesus saved me. Here I am. Um, I got to tell people about him. So I sat down and I'm having my first quiet time and I'm just praying and I said a very simple prayer. I was like, you know what, Lord, I've never done this before. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea why you have me here, Um, but I'm just praying that you speak to me through your word right now. And so I'm going to just open up my Bible and whatever it lands on, I'm going to read it and I'm just going to believe that that's what you want to speak to me. And it opened up to Joel 2.11, which has very much uh, become my life verse. It says that the Lord has uttered his voice before his army for his army is exceedingly great. He who executes the word of the Lord is powerful, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it?" Um, and I was just like, wow, um, this this verse is is amazing. And what God spoke to me that day, it was, it was like he was calling me to his army. And I felt like it was so fitting because here I was ready to go out and evangelize in um, this area that I had never been in before. Um, by myself too, I might add. You know, um, I didn't have any Christian friends. I didn't have anybody when I first got saved to go and charge um, with me uh, to go share the gospel. I just knew that I really wanted to. So I went with this group called Global Expeditions and they um, are no longer together, but their focus was to bring teenagers around the world to train them up to share the gospel. And um, so I went with Global Expeditions, and I came to Washington, D.C. That was where I did my um, first missions trip. And I didn't know anybody. I was there completely alone. So when we were going into like the quiet times and everything, I didn't even have anybody to sit with to like tell me, like, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. So I just was like, you know what, Lord, it's me and you. And it was such a beautiful moment as I heard him speaking to me through Um, that passage and then they asked if anybody would like to share and I just felt like this burning desire on my heart to share what God had just spoken to me and so I did um, and I told them how like I felt like this was just God telling me that we're here to proclaim his word and we're his soldiers and we're gonna go out here and he's gonna protect us he's gonna defend us um, but he's also gonna use us um, to reach these people and it was just such a profound um, trip You know, everybody who went there had a story of how they were supposed to go somewhere else, but somehow they ended up here. Either a visa fell through, a passport couldn't get gotten, you know, they weren't able to raise the funds to go to the other location. Whatever the case may be, um, we all ended up here and it was the smallest trip to Washington, D.C. they ever had. Usually they had around like 250 people go um, and there was only 40 of us. Um, And here we were on Mississippi Avenue, um, which was a predominantly um, black neighborhood. um, And most of us were white. I was in the only group that had one person who was um, black there with us. And all the other groups are literally getting um, cursed out. They're being told to get out of this neighborhood. Um, There was one man who was threatening us with a gun. Um, All of these different things were happening. And God somehow really just blew my mind because there was this one guy in particular, and I remember him because I saw him a couple of times. He had threatened my group, he had threatened another group. um, And he was just like not happy that we were in his neighborhood. And um, you know, wanted to know why we were there and what was the reasoning. And I remember there was this one woman, she was in one of the other groups and she said to me, you know, I'm gonna pray for this man and I'm gonna tell you right now but by the end of this trip he's gonna be our friend and I was just like alright girl <laughs> you know absolutely I'm I'm with you I agree with you in prayer um, but we would just keep going out onto these streets and just sharing the love of Christ with these different individuals um, and where we're trying to help this local church kind of um, get set up where people knew that they were there and were able to come and I remember the pastor there was just this this wonderful man. He was hysterical. He was a great um, preacher. Um, I just remember him encouraging us and letting us know that, hey, he's happy that we're in his neighborhood um, and to not worry about anything else, to just go forth knowing that God was protecting us. And so that's what we did. And we were praying for this man um, that God would change his heart and to change his mind. And, you know, I, I had nothing, you know, when I went on this trip. I, I didn't have any knowledge of the word of God, I just had this desire for him, this little bit that I had. Um, I just said, you know what, Lord, I want you to use it for your purposes. And he did, you know, um, long story short, to get to back to that guy really quick. Um, by the end of the trip, he was defending us to the man that had originally threatened us with um, a gun at the beginning of the trip. Um, and he had told that guy to leave us alone because we were his people. Um, and that he was not going to deal with anybody hurting his kids. Um, and I just think that's a wonderful um, vision of how God can move in somebody's life and even move so quickly. And I already knew he could do that because he had already done it in my my life a few months before. Like I had no desire to follow Christ. I had no no desire to share Jesus with anyone. I got saved and I was like, no, now I need to tell everybody who he is because he is just so amazing. And with that little bit of faith and that little bit of knowledge of just who he was, he was able to use me to share the gospel to these people on the street. And even when I came home, you know, I was just ready to go and share the gospel with all these people. Did I feel prepared? Did I feel worthy? absolutely not um (laughs) one of the things that i have struggled with over and over and time again in my relationship with god is feeling worthy to share his word um and feeling worthy to even just talk to him um you know i'm somebody who's very much like black and white um when it comes to things and if i don't feel like i am walking right in my relationship with god i'm like well then i might as well not walk with him at all um You know, which is something that I feel like he's broken off of me in the last few years. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, I feel like I have such a deeper understanding now of his grace and who my Savior is. You know, he doesn't call us to work for his love. He's already given his love freely. That's why he sent Jesus to die for our sins. Um, But I'm that's that's just kind of the mindset I've always been in where I feel like I am not worthy of love. So I feel like I have to work for it. And I was working for a long time um, to earn God's love, even even after you know these first initial months. You know, when you first get saved, it's it's like a roller coaster, man. You get saved, you're ready to jump in. You're ready to to know the word. You're ready to share the word. You're just like, let's go. Um, and then there comes a point where all of those insecurities, all of those things um, that were you know already existing before your relationship with God hop in and you know you work through them with the Lord and over time he heals and he restores and he takes away the shaft Um, that's one of my favorite passages of of the Bible when it talks about how he removes the dross from us you know um, when you take metal and you put it in a fire there's all this yuckiness all these impurities that rise to the top and whoever is working on that metal will take that stuff and they'll just take it off and remove it Um, and it's similar to us when we when we get saved we have a lot of dross we have a lot of dirt we have a lot of debris and so God will put us into the fire and he'll warm us up (laughs) if you will and he'll remove that dross and then another situation will come up and he'll put us in the fire and he'll remove the dross Um, and we'll go through this refining process over and over again until um, we come to meet the Lord um, either here or in heaven Um, because that's just that's what it is it's always going to be a journey as long as we're living in this fallen world um but my my whole point in sharing a lot of that is going back to this story of this little bit of flower that this woman had that's how I started my journey with Christ I started my journey with absolutely nothing and if I'm honest I still sometimes feel like I have absolutely nothing to give him um except for me except for a heart that wants to follow after him and time and time again I've seen him use that little bit of just Lord I'm just here use me um, to do amazing things um, throughout this time that I've walked with him Um, I guess one of one of the other things that is coming to my mind right now um, I now this is many years after getting saved so um, I'm trying to remember the exact year I don't um at this moment, but it was a few years after I had gotten saved. And at this point, now, you know i'm I'm out there sharing the gospel on a regular basis. I had a Bible study that I was leading um, on my college campus. Um, I was doing all of these different things that honestly, though, me being in college is a testimony in and of itself um, that, you know, whether I get into it now or I get into it in another episode, I will share that at one point, but um, this was many years in, and um, it must have been 2013, um, because I believe that I was o- already, already the president of student government at the time at my college, um, but a friend of mine uh, who was also a brother in the Lord had gotten shot and um, killed in the street, and it was a heartbreaking situation. And now, me and this man, we had seen each other on the college campus a few times, and I never made the connection that we actually knew each other b c before christ we We had interacted before um I knew his brother, and we had actually been in other situations before that did not involve god um and you know, we talked so many times on the campus, and we would talk about the Word of God, and he was talking about how. You know, he had just come to know the Lord, and I was encouraging him to get into his word and to read it more. And he was like, Yes, I can't put it down. I love reading this thing. Um, and we just had all these awesome conversations. Um, and I was really excited to see his growth and how he was going through that process that I mentioned before, where he was going through the fire and he was getting refined. Um, and he ended up getting uh, killed. And during that time, I remember being in my house and just saying, you know what, Lord, I, I, I feel like I need to do something. I don't know what to do, but I just asked you, Lord, to use me, use me in some way, somehow. And the Lord told me to start a GoFundMe. And now I knew this man, but I wasn't close to him in comparison to a lot of other people who knew him but the Lord was very clear start a GoFundMe and I just said okay Lord and I obeyed him and I started this GoFundMe to help raise funds for him to be buried because at the time his family didn't have the money um, to bury him and within three days (laughs) within three days God took my little step of obedience my little step of faith um, and turned it into eleven thousand dollars most of which went to his burial. Other things went to buying Christmas gifts for his child, um, to setting up his family um, in an apartment for a couple of months. Um, I mean, this money just was able to go forth and do a lot of things for his family in their time of need. And I knew that the Lord was using me in this situation because this was my brother in Christ and he wanted to provide for him. But more than that, he used me over and over again to proclaim his word throughout that whole entire um, time period. Again, I did not know him as well as I knew his brother. I had grown up with his brother. Me and him had talked a few times um, when we were on campus about Jesus and about our relationship with God. But in terms of like relationship, I wasn't as close to him as a lot of the people that were at his vigil and at his funeral Um, but in obedience I went where God was pulling me to go and I remember being at his vigil and like um, there was a bunch of people there that wanted to go and find the person who did this to him themselves and take care of it um, without waiting for the cops and now I'm (laughs) I am just a feeble little lady like I am strong like don't get me wrong like you know I'll fight you no, I'm I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I am I, just a person like, you know, I'm just I'm just a regular, ordinary person. And sometimes God tells me to do things and I'm just like, me, <laughs> this is who you want to use. I mean, you could use me if you want, because you're my my savior and I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But, you know, um, why you got to use me? Um, But anyway, I'm at his vigil and I just feel like the Lord is telling me, Andrea, you're going to tell them that they can't do this. And I'm like, Lord, you want me to go up to all these angry men and tell them that they can't revenge their friend right now? Are you serious? You want me to go in front of this group of people and tell them, hey, you can't do this. Who am I that you would want me to do this? And the Lord was like, go. And I was like, all right. I'll, I'll do it. And so I got everybody's attention. And because of um, the fact that I had um, assisted in raising the money and the funding and everything, um, people were like, hey, be quiet. Andrea's speaking. Be quiet. Be quiet. Um, and they let me speak. Alexa, off. And I was just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to open my mouth. And you're just going to say whatever you want to say. And I spoke and I said, you know, I just want to let you guys know that God is telling me to tell you that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And his fiancee slipped out and started crying and said, that's exactly what he would say. Um, and immediately these men who are ready to go out and go look for this person calmed down. And we're like, oh yeah, you know what? Yes, we gotta leave this to God. And I'm just like blown away. Cause again, <laughs> I'm like, Lord, wh- who am I to speak to these people right now? Um, and then that situation arose again at his funeral and I'm just sitting there and again, God is putting on my heart to speak at his wake. And I'm like, Lord, you know, there's people here who've known him longer. There's people here who wanna speak and share stories of him. And the lord was like i want you to speak and slowly but surely i made myself um you know to the front of this room and there was probably at least a hundred people or more at his wake at this time and his family's hugging me they're thanking me once again for raising this money and i get on the microphone and i say you know i just want to be clear about something it wasn't me who raised this money it was the lord like honestly I just felt like God was telling me that he wanted to do something for his son. And he asked me to start a GoFundMe. The, all the credit that you were giving me, all the applause that you're giving me does not belong to me. It belongs to God because he's the one who did this. Only he could have done this where he brought this money um you know up in such a short time frame and they all started clapping and shouting and saying praise the lord. Yes, praise God. Um and then they got quiet again and I said, you know, I just Um, I didn't know him as well as many of you, but I did know him as my brother in the Lord. And I just feel like he would want me to share with you guys um, the gospel and who Jesus is. And so I shared a gospel message um, and, you know, told them to seek Jesus the same way that this man has. Um, And that's the reason why God has provided for him and his family in this way, because this was his child this was somebody who loved Jesus and I want I feel like you know God wants me to share all this with you because Anthony would have wanted me to share this all with you um, and you know <laughs> it was an amazing opportunity where again you know I just didn't have anything else to give the Lord except for me And just that little bit he was able to use in abundance um, to share the gospel with so many people and I don't know where those people are now I don't know if any of them ended up coming to Christ from that conversation but what I do know is is that the Word of God does not go void it tells us that in Isaiah 61 it says that the Word of God does not go void but it goes forth to accomplish that which he wills so you know all these times where God calls me to do all these things you know, I just put it all on him and I say, you know what, Lord, if you want me to do it, you're going to give me the strength. You're going to give me the energy. Um, and your Holy Spirit is going to be the one who does it for me because I am just yours. I'm his, I'm at his disposal. Um, and that's how I want to live my life. And I, I, you know, I want to encourage you guys to live life in that way too, because, you know, God tells us that he wants to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And a lot of times when we hear that, we immediately think of the resources in this world. We think of getting a new car or a new house or, um, you know, all of these other different things. But oftentimes that the thing that is that abundant living is just getting a greater knowledge of who he is. It's gaining opportunities to share his word and proclaim his name because he is a faithful God and he is worthy of us just proclaiming him to the ends of the earth. You know, all glory in this life belongs to the Lord. Nothing we have um, didn't first come from Him, you know. Um, and I think we forget that. We forget that too often, myself included. You know, I'm sharing these stories of, of things that I've done in the past, um, you know. But there are other times where I've struggled with this same thing, where I get caught up in the things around me, and I get caught up in the things of this world. And, you know, through those experiences, too, I, I've learned many um Lessons, You know, I've had situations in life that have really pulled me away from God and um, I'm so grateful for his grace and his forgiveness and for the type of God that he is that, you know, even after those type of situations, he could take me and because I say, you know what, Lord, I just want you to use me, he could take me and pluck me and put me where he wants me and use me for whatever it is that he wants to use me for, for however long um, he would, you know, um... <sighs> sorry, <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional um, for many reasons. I just really can't express just how amazing and abundant my life has been over the last few years. Um, I had gone through an experience that left me feeling like I was not worthy of being talking to my father anymore and because of that it drove me into the world I started drinking again I started you know living the way that this culture and this world would call us to live and it was mostly because I felt so unworthy of being able to talk to my father I thought that I had gone so far away from him that nothing could bring me back and I'll never forget you know after I rededicated my life to the Lord and I was sharing um, this with someone uh, this woman Sonia who's one of my mentors and and just a lovely woman of God um, she looked at me and she said you know Andrea you know that that's pride and I looked at her and I said what no what do you mean and she said yeah because you're saying that Jesus's sacrifice wasn't big enough to cover your sin um, and and it was, you know, it was a prideful thought. For whatever reason, I didn't believe that um, this sacrifice that he made that covered sin for the whole world um, wasn't big enough to cover my sin because I had somehow disappointed him so wholeheartedly. And I just want to encourage you if you're going through a time or a season like that, if you're hearing my stories and you're thinking, oh, wow. Listen to what she's done. Um, You know, David, I guess is a good example of what I'm talking about. David had a whole heart towards God. He loved God with his whole heart and he fell. You know, he murdered a man and he committed adultery. Um, And when the prophet Nathan called him out and told him of his sin, he repented immediately. And I think, you know, a lot of times we forget just how forgiving God is and at least for me when I go into a situation and I have a fall or I I sin or at least that's how it was in the past things things have changed over the last few years <laughs> by the grace of God I've as I mentioned before I've come come to see his grace and his love in a new light um, I'm no longer stri- striving to earn his love in any way I don't keep myself to this high standard of protect perfection that I used to um and you know I do I still hold myself to a standard absolutely um and that was what the message was supposed to be about um previously that God had kind of canceled out it was about walking in his holiness and his righteousness because we should be holding ourselves to a standard you know we don't want to ever abuse God's grace and give into to the things of this world and just say oh it's okay because he'll forgive me but in situations where we do end up um, falling in this fallen world, um, God is gracious enough to be our advocate with the Father. Um, he is gracious enough to forgive us. He is merciful enough to um, lead us back into his path um, and into his righteousness. You know, um, And I think a big reason why I had held myself to such a high standard is because of the way that God has used me in the past because he has given me these platforms to speak for his word and his truth, because he's given me opportunities to share his gospel in so many occasions, um, I didn't feel like I was worthy or deserving of him ever using me again. So even after I rededicated my life to the Lord, I had planned on living a quiet existence. I remember praying and saying, you know what, Lord, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tell anybody about you. We're not gonna, you know, we're just gonna, go to church and we're going to just spend time with you and it's just going to be about me and you lord um and uh anything else you know that's just gonna we're not gonna do that again um and very quickly the lord was like you think i'm done using you um because that was my heart's desire too i was saying lord we're gonna do things this way but i was also at the same time saying lord i'm your vessel use me for what you will And before I knew it he was pulling me into ministry and he was pulling me into being able to outpour his word into people again um and I was like you know what Lord okay you know what all I have is this little bit all I have is this little bit of energy this little bit of love this little bit of desire to serve you and to be used for you in any which way you will um so anything you want me to do you're gonna have to give me the energy to do the rest of it and Through that, through that um, just desire to live for him in that way, um, he's pulled me back into so many amazing things. I am so excited um, to announce, and I have shared this before on my TikTok. Um, If you guys haven't checked me out on there, it's the same name as the podcast, Keto and Christ. Um, I share things on there on more of a regular basis. Um, But I'm going to Portugal at the end of uh, this summer. well, the beginning of August, so not really the end of the summer, but <laughs> um, and it's going to be the first time I'm going on a mission trip in many, many years. But also like over the last couple of years, God has opened up opportunity after opportunity for me to share his gospel again. Um, and even here, sitting here before you guys opening up this opportunity, putting it on my heart to have a podcast. Um, when I first felt like God was putting this on my heart, I thought, Lord, who's going to listen who am I to be speaking your word or to sharing it with anyone? Why, why do you want me to do this? And I still don't understand why he wants me to do it, but here I am. Um, <laughs> and that is just the way that I hope to live out my life um, with Christ. And hopefully, you know, um, you know you'll know, you see how these things start to tie together and how he um, has used me in different areas um, as I share more um, of his word and also of these stories of the things that he's um, brought me through, because I really feel like, man, he's just done so much. I don't even know, I don't even know where I'm going with that last thought, but he, he's just such an amazing God and I've seen him do so many amazing things. When I just give him what little time and attention I have, what little money I have in certain circumstances, what little, um, just energy I have. Um, and I say, you know what, Lord, I just want this to be yours. similar to how this woman, you know, stepped out in faith and shared her flower and her little bit of oil and God used it in abundance. You know, when we take something so small, when we say, Lord, this is yours and we give it to him fully, he just takes it and he increases it beyond what we could ever comprehend. Um, and I am so grateful and thankful to be used by him. I am thankful that he sent his son to die for me and he sent his son to die for you. Um, you know, it's if you've never made that decision, and I said this last time, and I'll, I'll say it again and again, if you've never made the decision to make Jesus Christ your Savior, if you've never taken the time out to get to know him, um, I pray that you would just ask him into your heart, ask him into your life, repent of your sins and turn on to him. Um, And allow him to start working in your life and you will see just how amazing, how incredible this God is. Um, Think on the things above and not of the things of this earth. You know, that'll be the last thought that I will leave you with. Um, That scripture verse has always been a blessing to me when I'm going through any sort of circumstance or any sort of situation. Um, when I feel like I'm not worthy enough, I think, you know what, Lord, I'm going to think on the things above and not the things below, and I'm going to just give the rest of it to you. Um, but I just want to thank you for uh, listening tonight and for being here with me. Um, God bless you, and I will talk to you soon. On the next episode, um, I will be joined by my friend Annabelle um, Uh I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Um, <laughs> She's getting married soon, so then she'll be Mrs. Martin, which is a lot easier to say. But um, please join me uh, next time on um, Keto and Christ with Annabelle, and we'll be discussing um, relationships um, both in God and and uh, obviously before Christ, uh, as well as worship and a bunch of other topics. It's going to be a great conversation. I look very forward to sharing that with you when it comes out um listen in next time and make sure you go check out um instagram and tiktok to never miss an update um i will be at some point going live on my tiktok and allowing people who subscribe and follow to actually join me on the next podcast via the tiktok live so if you don't want to miss that make sure that you are uh following my tiktok and that you subscribe okay um, but God bless you guys. Have a great night. And I'll talk to you soon. Dear hey friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I just wanted to encourage you. If you've made a decision tonight to follow Christ. Or if you're a believer. And you're having trouble getting connected to um, a community of believers around you. Um, I want to encourage you to reach out. Um, you can reach me at keto.n.christ gmail.com I would love to talk to you answer any questions you have um, within my ability um, and also point you in the right direction of next steps in this decision to follow Christ Um, so you can reach out to me um, there at the email or on any of my social media platforms Um, and I really encourage you to not go through this walk alone and if you've made that decision to Really reach out to me or someone in your life that could help you continue your steps in following Jesus. God bless you, and I'll be praying for you.